Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Coach Insider podcast. My name is Swizz, here to answer your questions for round six. As always, continue to support us on all our social media platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, SoundCloud, and contact us via Twitter, Super Coach Insider 100 or Swizz26 for me. And thank you to Splash Vodka for the, all their ongoing support of this podcast. Now, if you haven't already, I've put out my dual position um, video early this week, especially for those who want to know how to get Zebul or Sheasel into the defense if without costing you a trade. So check that one out. Uh, ben and Chris have put their videos up. Mine will come up for my team video either tonight or tomorrow morning once teams have come out. So um, check that out when it comes out. So far, I've only made the one trade, as you can see there, is Roberts, but we will talk more about that tomorrow. Uh, but thank you to all the questions that have been sent in. There has been quite a few, so we'll go through them now, and we'll kick off with Tim Ward. Any rookies this week? Now, that's the obvious question. Uh, so we'll start off with Dylan Williams, 123K forward from Port Adelaide. So far, I've scored 64 and 51, minus 43 uh, break-even. So definitely the one on the horizon that people should be looking at. Uh, the good thing about him is now, depending on how many weeks you potentially wanting to keep him, if it's just a sort of cash grab, move him out, or if he becomes somebody that um, you know stays in your team a little bit longer, um, because he's playing defense for Port Adelaide, he will pick up dual position status come the next time. So after round 11 leading to the buy. So he might be one as a slow burn that we could keep. Um, for a little bit longer, that becomes handy as a loophole option later on with, you know, Zebul or Sheasel if we still have them in our sides. Um, but as if a short cash grab, while they do have Port Adelaide this week, now how many points does he actually get from defence? He looks fairly solid to go sort of 60s. Uh, so the kind of the way you um, work that out for just even cash this week is so he's got a minus break even of 43 um and now let's just say he's going to go 60 this week that's uh 60 plus the minus 43 is 103 um divide that by 20 which is five and it works out to be roughly 9k for every 20 points so five times nine 45k is roughly what we're looking at him to go up this week uh, so, yeah, it'll be a, a small cash grab there. Um, hopefully, he you know, can make at least 100K. You really hope there's a spike in there at one point, maybe a 70 or an 80. But um, do I think he's got that in there? Probably not. Job security is not too bad on that, but there's always that worry that, you know, if a, a couple bad performances or one bad performance from him, um, yeah, he could find himself out of the side. But, you know, they've, they've definitely liked what they've seen from him so far. Playing his role, Port Adelaide won on the weekend again. So why they're winning, um, you, you think there's less likely the team's going to change. So he's the, he's the first one. The second is Matty Roberts. Uh, so he's the one I've already brought in, 129K. Played the first three games of sub. Um, has already picked up the, the dual position. So he's a forward mid, 93 on the weekend. Playing more that half-forward wing role, which is really good to see. Finally got that opportunity out there. And even with that break-even of 49 last week. Um, so he's gone up from cash. I think he was up maybe 110 last week. Uh, so he's the obvious one with the right role. Swans are really... Um, got a lot of injuries at the moment so why that's the case um there definitely seems to be a role for him the worry is you know what's the chances he goes back to being the sub the hope is now that he's shown what he can do with a full game that they'll back him in uh so he's for me i think the best option and then the third one's matt johnson from Fremantle. again has been a sub 
um, person for the first few rounds. Uh, got the opportunity, scored 67. However, that was uh, boosted because of a late goal in a close match. So not one I'm as keen on. 139k for him. I know he was in a lot of teams mid-year. So if I was looking at him, I'd, Williams and Roberts are definitely the two rookies you'd be looking at. Um, funny that the best players with break-evens this week are not... Um, necessarily the cheap ones but one is chase jones which i know a lot of people are considering 308k defender went 116 last week break even of minus 31 now the big thing that's changed for him the uh first uh week he was a sub and then came on and kind of played a half back role with a little bit of time up ground last two weeks he's moved as a pure wingman um and and on the weekend looked fantastic in that role we would have loved a perfect world to have sort of more data like the preseason game leading into round one and two uh, so that's something that's kind of annoying for us as as fans because, you know, you're kind of taking a bit of a punt that that doesn't change. Uh, they do have the Hawks this week, so potentially could score really well again. At 308k, you know, even say a Liam Jones who went really well last week or even a McKenna if you wanted to say, look at moving him on. Jones looks like he should make at least 100k over the next couple of weeks, but potentially if he continues to score between 80 and not 80 and 100 becomes sort of like a will day situation where he could become like a d5 d6 sort of keeper or um you know somebody who it might be a luxury trade later in the season so somebody that if i can manage it happy to take the risk on because i think there's definitely um improvement there uh and definitely could keep that that role now how many points could he potentially keep scoring that's always a uh yeah, hard one to predict. He was also a top 10 draft pick, so finally we might see the best of him. Um, I think he was part of that super draft as well. So hopefully, um, yeah, he for those who are taking the chance on him, actually um, gets uh, some good rewards there. And the other one's Radigalia. So well done for those who have him. He's gone back-to-back 88s, break-even of 26 now, the ruck forward, now 259k. So he's netted you 80k since the start. I wouldn't probably be looking at trading him in, but yeah, those he, he looked awesome in that first quarter last week. I think he took six or seven intercept marks. So yeah, well done to those guys, and you're going to probably see at least another sort of 60 to maybe even up to 100K out of him too. So he's going to become one of the better cash cows. So thank you for that. Uh, Luke has said, how many rookies on field? Uh, so at the moment, I'm looking at seven. Um, and now I'm trying to bring in a premium because I've got 360 Okay, but with Tom Green still sitting there, um, naturally a rookie is going to have to cover him. Uh, that's unless I kind of go the mid-price strategy. And there's a little bit of talk. I've been talking with, say, Supercoach Mum about this. You know, Jones. And the other one with a really nice break-even is Tom Hawkins. I think it's minus six. Now, the problem is Hawkins with his age, how long until he gets rested, you know, and he relies on goals and, and the marks. But him and Jeremy Cameron are just dominating that forward line for Geelong. They need to keep winning because of their slow start to the season. Um, and yeah, he um, has the potential to make a very quick 100k by scoring points, especially Swans with no backline this week. I think then they got the like the Bombers, the Crows, even the Tigers. So yeah, Hawkins could definitely go on a run of a hundred. I would prefer Jeremy Cameron. The only difference is Jeremy Cameron's break even is 52 and about 120k cheap, Adira. Um, but it's definitely something which I could see some people jumping on, and yeah potentially Hawkins could get to 525.30 and even potentially be that sort of D6, I mean, F6 option for you. So there, 
risk and reward versus mid prices of bringing in versus say me bringing in maybe a Tuke and a Roberts. Um, and there's something I'm actually a little bit undecided still on. Um, uh, you know, it's usually the game of going, okay, yeah, we just bring in the premium guys and that, but yeah, if there's potentially two guys who are, you know, I can get for the same price who are going to go up in value and still could potentially be scoring 90s, um, that points on field is sort of everything. If that means taking a couple of these rookies off who are up and down each week, it's something, a bit of food for thought. Um, I just have to then be mindful that that might cost me two trades later on. So, yeah, something I'm going to be thinking about most of today while I'm driving around the uh, Melbourne Metro network. Uh, so we've got Del Cunningham who's gone, how much is a half-decent team right now worth? So mine, is, I'm ranked 3,141, and my value is 11,664,500. Uh, Chris is ranked 1,002, and his value is 11,834,300. Uh, so... That's kind of give you a rough idea for those who are just outside the top thousand, um, and then I guess the ones probably inside the top um, thousand would be getting close to that twelve million mark. So hopefully that helps with that. Uh, and how much in the bank? And there's no right or wrong answer for that at the moment. It's three sixty, but some people are looking maybe down double downing this week. So you would hope there you'd have at least four hundred thousand. So you go double up. The following week um, some people will have exactly i think talking to last year's winner jp he's got exactly zero dollars in the bank um, after he's done his trades uh, this week so there's no right or wrong it's just um, if you've got no money in the bank you would have hoped you've just done upgrades and if you've got um, lots of money you'd hope you've just gone double down to the potential of looking at uh, putting it up uh, Monica asked, "How much do the f- am I going to the footy this weekend?" Well, yes, of course, Richmond, Melbourne, and also going to Anzac Day. Um, Collingwood Essence should be absolutely awesome this year. Just a shame Merritt's not playing because that's just going to uh, you know take away I think from what could have been an absolute classic cla- um, clash. Uh, so Paul Leach has asked, "If you didn't uh, get Dawson, would you trade Setterfield or Ashcroft to him?" Dawson with a break even of 54 if you did have setters or Ashcroft as much as I'd prefer to keep them in the side yes I'll do that um, just because Dawson's going to continue to go up in price um, unless you know he gets the tag but I, there's potential there where they might just let him roam free again um, if you wait you're potentially looking at round 15 because the Crows have their buy in round 14 so it's a long time to wait without Dawson because if he was to potentially go, let's just say uh, 110 this week, which has been a bit conservative on that bracket 52. So we go, it's roughly up 27K. You're now looking at a player who's over 680. And also, like, I broke the bank two weeks ago getting set or filled out, but then I did have cash um, to get Oliver in. Are you really doing that for a second time? Um, and there's potential if he's if he goes big again, his break even, you know, could you know still say similar and could be looking at going easily over 700k so there's no chance you're going to probably be getting him in there when you've got other players like neil and took that others are looking at so i think it's maybe the last chance or you just bypass him and say okay that's one i've missed can i look at value elsewhere uh, and there are some defenders there with value so that's something we'll we'll cover in a moment um but yeah maybe it's just one you leave through to the keeper and and go um, and Ashcroft still does have some money to make you know it has been a little bit underwhelming of that like but he's still going averaging 77.4 so you know he's still going up doing his thing set a field without merit this week potentially looking at another 100 point game and you know he do it 
playing your role for him. Like, yeah, okay, that's around his break even now, but you've got a guy there that's cost you, you know, 360 who's averaging 100. Yeah, in a perfect world, as I said, I would have preferred to have him in the team. It was going to be either him or Hopper. I had to go out for Clary. Did I really need to probably chase Clary? And that well, I was hoping that he, as much as I want the Tigers to beat the Ds this week, um, if they're not, I hope Clary does go 200 to repay that faith. But if he doesn't, well, that's probably been a bit of a bust of a trade. Uh, Sean's asked, can we get another 20 trades uh, like that, mate? Um, and that probably comes into Daryl's question. Um, when does Supercoach open 2024? Uh, if you're finding yourself ranked a lot down, like I know JP said the other day, I think he was about 15,000 after round six last year. I know I was 13,500 coming in the buys. JP obviously won. You know, I still finished top 500. So even if you're ranked outside, you know, even up to like sort of 20,000 plus, um, yeah, there's there's still plenty of time. And I think there's only, there's no, somebody said the other day, there was barely any points between sort of 5,000 and 50,000 anyway. It, it might even be like 500 points or something. Like we're talking like round one captain's week uh, and I go Laird and Chris goes Wits and it's 90 points and that's the difference between me and him there. So I think actually that puts me ahead of him. So you could get it on a roll of a couple of good captain's weeks and, and you know, massively move up your ranking. So it's not done with yet. You've also got leagues to play for, or even if you you know consider targeting for um, you know one of the buy rounds, for example, one of the weeks where you you try to win the thousand k for the round. Like there's always something to play for. Um, so some people try to do that, and you know if you do pull that off, you're a thousand dollars richer than most of us out of it. So there, there's different things you can probably set your super coach season out for and that so don't be too disheartened um you know it only needs to take one or two really good trades and it might be chase jones this year it could be the harry himmelberg of last year um for example or you know have some fun and play around with maybe some new prices go get hawkins and a lot of geelong players and i hope that they continue to you know march on their merry way uh adrian's asked do we double downgrade this week don't have to but if you want williams and and uh, roberts then obviously yes. Uh, depends if you want to use that boost on top of that, and that's what I'm debating on because um, you know I've obviously already used a couple of boosts there, and do I really want to use another one to get in uh, Williams? So that's the that's the thought there. He's asked about thoughts on Dangerfield, 500k, three week average of 113, so he's going very well at the moment. Uh, the only th- problem with that is you know it's danger does he get rested you know does he put in have a couple of slower games and stuff so i don't think he's an option as a keeper um going forward but you know maybe for those people who are ranked far further up like other people looking at neil or you know can you save that 130k maybe take the risk on danger put that money into upgrading a rookie to hawkins and you know if geelong go bang 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 the next three weeks or you're the ones laughing and if you are further back there the risks that you take and does it really matter like if you're ranked 50,000 and it doesn't pull off well who cares like if you're ranked 70,000 80,000 after that but if that comes off for you and you may you know move up into the side of the top 10,000 well fantastic so i don't mind you know taking the risk there if you're further back in rankings uh, also asked about Darcy McPherson outside of his 98 against Geelong, which he had a really good role that day playing in the back pocket. But I find him a Mr. Fix-It guy. Um, he's been steadily going in the 70s, and that's where he's priced at. So I'd say that's a no for that one. Uh, nice little draft, Smokey, if you've picked him up there. Uh, Wayne Targ asked, um, 
what is the uh, better value going to Uber premiums like your Niels Leeds and Tooks or a range of players? And that's where, you know, you talk about your Joneses, your Hawkins, your Dangers, those sort of left field options. Um, and, and there's no right or wrong answer to that. Um, most people will be probably playing pretty solid and looking at Neil or Tuke, and I'm definitely considering Tuke. Uh, you know, good draw coming up, especially against North this week. Could be anything. But at the same time, is that just, you know, we always say that and then do they get a lockdown role or something, you know, happens and it's, um, you know, the, the cheaper players are, you know, better. But we saw North last week, they didn't tag. They let Neil do whatever he wants and that's why I'm a lot more keen on Took. The only problem is if I don't use three trades, um, I've got to do Chandler. I don't really want to trade Chandler with Melbourne's draw coming up. Yeah, he's, he's break even. Um, he's starting to get up there about 47 but we've seen him score over that every week so if in a perfect world I can trade Oscar Baker and maybe look at somebody else to bring in maybe Williams um, it's just the question do I want to boost for that or is it do I take the risk say on a Tom Green for example and as much as he's averaging really well and I don't really want to trade him Giants have a tough draw coming up maybe that's where I go down to Chase Jones and take the cash and then use that cash next week to try to get Neil in uh, super coach battlers chase jones scoring potential uh move setterfield in and bank the 100k yeah like i don't mind this uh as much as i think setterfield goes really well this week because naturally zach merritt is out uh i think jones again for the hawks that that beautiful break even that he has and can jones match setterfield with points well there is potential there um, the wing role is always up and down we've seen that we've talked about finn callahan um, and every wing, when you know, it depends if they are playing through that wing. Um, and we've seen that with the Giants. You know, one wing, one they either go to the attacking side next quarter, they go to the defensive side, and it all swaps. The Crows, you hope that they keep going through through Jones. So there is risk there. With set of field, you know, he's playing guts, um, and he's probably <laughs> Essence best midfielder at the moment. Uh, he just looks fantastic out there, outside of probably getting that bit of an injury, um, and he's come through that. Uh, so, you know, did an awesome job on Oliver last week, plus still found the ball. So um, in a perfect world, I'd want to keep him. But yeah, what can you do with that 100K? If that 100K then helps you get a player up to another, you know, premium, then and that's why I always say, you know, what does that 100K do for you? Even if it helps you the following week to do something, yeah, maybe that it's not a bad move because obviously Jones is going to go up for money. But in a perfect world, I would want to keep Setterfield and try to get Jones another way. Um, but that, that is an interesting question. And Jones's scoring potential, like if he's playing wing, he should still go 80. It just, you want, we're hoping it's more closer to that 100. Depends on how to Adelaide perform. They should beat the Hawks this week. Um, then what happens after that when they get their tougher games? And that's that's the bit of the issue there. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like that role where he's playing. I like the fact that he's playing more wing now than where he was playing. Um, so it looks like he does have a role locked down, but yeah, the wing role can be so up and down, and that's the problem. If it's a case he only starts getting 80s, then it's going to be a very quick move and cash out, and we just take the money and then move him up to someone else. But if he's going, you know, 95 plus, then yeah, as a defender in Supercoach, that's fantastic. And then probably next um, round 11, he picks up defensive midfielder. So that's something to think about. Uh, then we've got uh, Corey from the Break Evens. Good if you haven't listened to their pod get on uh what impact will hall have on she's on zebel well obviously they'll have an impact when he plays but then i'm just thinking aaron hall just breaks down again and gets injured like i'm not 
I'm, I should probably be more worried about it because we know a hall just will seagull the ball, something chronic, but his body just lets him down so much. It might be like a two or three weeks where, yeah, they might flatten out to like maybe an 80, 85. Um, hope, but and then if North are getting absolutely pantsed, uh, there's potential that maybe it's, you know, even with Luke McDonald, they they keep all going 95 plus because they're just going to see so much ball. The way they set up last week, and it looks like Clarko's trying to implement this zoning defense, um, it's going to take many weeks for them to get their head around it. So potentially going to be a few blowouts and means if, you know, you've got teams kicking as many points as Brisbane did on the weekend, um, they might all be um, great options. Uh, Jeffrey Head, Jay-Z versus Lloyd. So Jay-Z's 90k cheaper dual position. Um, so I, like we've, we've been big on Jay-Z the entire time. But Lloyd, fantastic. Outside the Melbourne game, he's had 24 touches in every match. Uh, his average is 106, so it's six points better than Z-Ball. It's, it's something that you could have seriously considered. Break even of 70, you know, lowest of 93 this year. Playing the Cats, he's probably their only real, like him and Blakely are the only proper defenders they probably get beaten fairly comfortably this week but Lloyd you know this potential for the kickouts or if not the cheap kick into the uh, into the um, back pocket um, I've really warmed to Lloyd like EK he probably burnt a few people last year um, but at the same time just sort of the way the Swans are playing it has to be considered and probably needs to be this week maybe next week 533k yeah I think he's a he's a fairly good option which one I would choose out of the two I'm still bigger on Jay-Z because I think the way North are playing, the cheaper price, and the fact that you've got the option to put him in the forward or the defence. But, yeah, I think Lloyd does have to be considered. And this is um, one which will come in because Coco and Tom have... Coco's asked Cogs or Sinclair, and Tom's asked Parrish or Sinclair. So let's, we'll cover that first. So Cogs break even still of 102, 485. Sinclair, 546, break even of 113. And Parrish, 557, 116. Now... The thing with sort of cogs, it's greens out. Sinclair steals back, so does that move him back to the defensive role and Parrish with merit out? So everyone's thinking short-term, all three should score pretty well, should get their break-even this week. However, if they don't, have these three players even bottomed out yet? Now, I would think all three of them probably get close to their break-even. Maybe not Sinclair as much. Um, Saints do have their next three games at Marvel, so that does help him under the roof there. So I think I wouldn't probably jump on Sinclair yet. I'd just wait and see how the role goes with some still back. Cogs, yeah, I can see that. But they do have Brisbane, Sydney, Collingwood, St. Kilda, and Geelong coming up. Like, it's a really tough draw for the the sun, uh, for the Giants. And that's where kind of the Tom Green thing is like, well, do I kind of move him now as much as I don't want to? Um, so if I had to choose between the two, it's Cogs. But we'll get into some options in a second elsewhere that you may have not thought of. Um, and the same with Parrish versus Sinclair for Tom. I'd probably lean to Parrish, but it is Pies, Geelong, Port Adelaide, Brisbane coming up. It's a tough draw as well. So um, I think they're much of a muchness. Maybe it's sing- they're kind of the same price. Maybe it is Parrish slightly. But with Setterfield coming in, he's, he doesn't have the monopoly that he did have previously uh so jeremy cameron break even of 52 565k uh, you got noah anderson who's gone 134 and 109 the last two weeks but does have north richmond then melbourne and then west coast coming up break even of 62 you got caleb sarong 573k break even 82 last three average of 130 um jake lloyd that we've just talked about and liam baker 522 break even of 106 but four game average of 114 so there's four options, five options just there that you might have not considered about. Now, 
we all think Canelio and Sinclair are more likely to be top sort of six to eight in their position. Jeremy Cameron is and Lloyd are definitely two to consider for that. Even Liam Baker because he's got the defensive forward. Uh, so maybe consider them. Have a bit of research through those guys and see if they fit better into your team structure um, than maybe what Parrish or Sinclair or Cogs do. And you can always hold off for maybe another week on those boys. Um, but yeah, if you think points on field and they're going to smash it, well, yeah, back yourself in. But I'm not as convinced on... I, I kind of want to see another week, especially... Cogs, I kind of wanted to see two weeks just to see how they go up against the big, the good, the top teams. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking he could potentially even get cheaper because he know he can put in the sixty or fifty game. Um, that's not out of the realm. So could he even get to four fifty? Um, so that's that's kind of what I've been thinking about with that. Uh, we've got Harris, uh, Harrison Perkins, trade Ridley or Green. So I think it probably depends on what cover you've got in each position. Ridley's been a little bit underwhelming, but he's still going 90s. Like, he's still serviceable. Um, and with that draw we just talked about, you know, they're going to see a... They, they, well, the Bombers are performing really well. I always say that, you know, when the Bombers are going to sort of come down, but maybe they don't. Uh, so do they... You know, does he still still go ninety? Can he bump up to a hundred with that sort of fixture? The potential there. Tom Green's, you know, he is averaging still very well, like the one hundred seven, one of the better midfield options at the moment. It's only a one week and it's only suspension, so it probably freshens him up. So I don't really want to move him, um, but yeah. So in a perfect world, if you can cover, I think if you had to, and you, and that's one you, you like you that's your only options to trade. I think you probably do keep Ridley just because naturally Green is missing this week and it, you know, you've got that points on field, but then you've got the option. If you've got somebody who's playing like Baker, for example, on the, I think the Friday night, if he was able to score say 70, um, yeah, well then what are you losing for holding Green anyway? It's only like 30 points on field potentially. So, Maybe it's yeah, it's easier there to hold him, um, and then also it depends because of the extra cash too. So Ridley is what forty fifty k cheaper than Green. So does that cash do anything for you? Um, and if it doesn't, like if you've got say Baker there and you or maybe a Johnson or somebody who's playing before um, Green's game, uh, have a look at their score, put them on the emergency. If they score well, then hold Green and trade Ridley. Then and if that if that allows you to do the trade that you're looking to do, uh, Corey's gone. Um, should I trade Sard? Brought him in over, brought him in for Doc last year week over Stewart. And I've heard a couple of stories of this. People trade out Stewart to Doc and then Doc into Sard. It's just brutal. It's a bit like the ruck line where people went gone to Cameron um, and then into a third ruck. So absolutely brutal. Um, you'd hope it's only a one, maybe a two at worst. It depends on your cover. A lot of people maybe don't have that cover in the back line. If you do, yeah, hold him. If you don't, maybe that's where you go to Chase Jones. Bank the 200 and what's that, 270K. And then have a look at your options in two or three weeks where after Jones has made an extra 100K. So that might be a potential move there. And last one is for Matt. Um, he's asked me about Alir Alir. So he's 451K, break even 45. Had a 44 against Collingwood. Had an absolute mare that day, but so did Port Adelaide. Um, but outside of that, he's got 96, 110, 111, 105 for a 105 average. Port do have West Coast this week. Um, we saw what Stewart did against the Eagles. And yeah, he's actually, we talked about, you know, depending on where you rank or if you want to sort of 
ghosts or pods or just reverse your cash um yeah these, these could be these left field options that could be better so like hypothetically if i hadn't brought in all of that week i went somebody cheaper uh, or even when i didn't bring in english I went grundy so i could have hypothetically had maybe an extra 250k in the bank like if that 250k if i could have you know upgraded to get say an alira lear and a, maybe a hawkins or stuff like that and have rookies off the field well there's potential these guys could make just as much cash as some of these rookies we've got the rookies will always make more if they're out there and playing but the job security and the um the sub potential is really a being a killer we saw that with cam mckenzie last week like yeah well he was a rookie that should get cbas bang his sub cash gen gone and, and see you later kind of situation so it's something to really think about um that maybe some of these mid prices and that's what you look at all the top teams and they've all got will day and they all they had um i'm trying to think who they had missing last week um there was a player that missed but you know a few had rampy as well uh so there's, there's they've been going some of these mid prices and you know it it helped us sort of catch up on some of them last week because they were missing and, and the premiums did well but there were still a couple of teams that scored you know i think the best coast eagles might still score 24 60 so some of these top teams have still got you know cheaper players who are really performing so maybe that is the left field option you know you put in your Lears and your lloyds and hawkins and chase jones and and hopefully those rookies you know for you guys get subbed off only score 20 or 30 or they get dropped and you guys are laughing with guys who are scoring you sort of 90 points still making cash and if you're like in a Lears position going 105 well perfect you know he potentially becomes a keeper for you at 450 like much better than say maybe spending up for dawson who's 650 yeah he's going the extra 20 points a game 24 points a game but yeah that extra 200k what does that do for you does that then get one of these other guys up to somebody else and then that takes another rookie off field so there's no right or wrong answer but it all comes down to a sort of you find the higher end players do usually play a bit more safer um and those who you know outside you you guys take the risks and that, that's how you close the gap and if you don't well who cares like um, unless you're playing for leagues and those leagues are cash involved and then that probably does change your thinking there so it all depends on your individual situation so yeah hopefully that answers some questions i'll be back for to talk about the ins and outs hopefully we don't have too much carnage tonight no thursday night game so that's a bit of a change and anzac weekend so you know um, should be a beautiful one for footy and then obviously remember our um, fallen um, servicemen there and, and get out and um, yeah, definitely uh, get, get your poppy, donate some money to that, it's a great cause um, and yeah, hopefully it should be a lovely weekend and we'll talk soon, bye.